everybody. That was a nice little thing that you got going there, pop up. Yeah. I am Parlance. And I am a fresher. Welcome to episode number the, the hand around. The, <laughs> the 92nd episode of the Fresher and Parlance show. It's up there. Uh, it's up there. I will say that this week I have not done much preparation, so I apologize in advance, but I've done enough stuff to talk about to fill an hour of your time. Yeah, sure. I know. It just always happens. I mean, it's like, there's barely anything anymore. An hour. So I'm trying to, so I literally, I just got done, um, I just got done watching the uh, debate and a little bit of the, a uh, little bit of the, uh, sh- the after show on uh, MSNBC. Um, the, this is, the, of course, the Republican debate. Wasn't um, the, it was on Fox though, right? It was on Fox, but I turned to MSNBC for like the the post show commentary. Oh yeah. Um, what what a what a what a crazy crazy election season, sir! What a crazy. I know. Crazy... Right? Talking yeah. about dicks. Indirectly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get this to play. This is going to be, um, I'm gonna, groundbreaking. I, I, yeah, well, I have to first off see if it's actually like the actual video. So I, I don't want to put the. Okay, here we go. I got the video. Do you th- have you ever done this? I have not. I've only done our intro video and then our uh, remote videos. Let's see how this works. So anyway, uh, it was a crazy debate. I li- I watched probably about seventy five percent of it. Um, was it like all through? Oh no! Wait. What? What? What's the matter? Okay. Oh, I think I haven't been switching here. Oh, it's just on me. No, it was on me. Okay, so I'm going to try to see if I can get this to work here. Hold on. Is that working for you? Yeah. No sound, though. Oh, no sound? Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. Okay. I don't know how to get that. I don't know how to get it to go with sound, so I guess we're not going to... But, uh, yeah, no, the debate's... I have, right, not, ooh, I have ooh, not been keeping here. up. I know a lot of people are uh, protesting Trump now, right? For sure. There's well, like I, anti-Trump parties. Yeah, definitely. For sure. All right, let's uh, hold on. I want to see if I could get this. I think I could actually get this to work now because I, I realize I could get system sound on here. Try it one more time. One more time. Doing it. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, I was watching the debates and uh, it was quite a, quite a crazy, crazy time. Crazy time. The crazy baits. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Oh, I know why. I know why this is not working. We have so many system things. Um, what do you mean? Just like, uh, you know, all this stuff. Whoops. Man, I should have done this before. Anyway. Well, we're live, live, live production. Live, live production, show, guys. Live show. Speaking of, yeah, we are you... on Twitter at Fresh Empire and um, the Facebooks. If you want to <laughs> chime in, uh, we can get your live comments it's like a like a call-in public access style yeah so why don't you uh you talk for like a minute and a half here while i set this up i want to get yeah, it to cool work. well i was going to mention um an interesting thing that i read that uh in manhattan uh i guess they decriminalize street drinking which is pretty cool so like you can go drink a beer at central park and you totally won't get in trouble like i think that's that'll make a huge difference for new york i mean like being able to street drink. I mean, not like full on because it's just decriminalized. You still have to be street, probably kind of like, you know, 
street booze. Is that what they call street drinking? Street drinking. Street drinking. That's what I call it. Like I, that was the best in uh, New Orleans. Like street drinking. Oh man, you could just go into a bar and get a beer to go. Like that's so cool. That's um. But so, but in I New Orleans, you could only in New Orleans you could only drink street drink on the on the strip. What? On the main drag, you can't just drink anywhere. It's only yeah, you can main... drink anywhere. Uh, oh, maybe that's Savannah that you could only drink anywhere. On the yeah, it's definitely in New Orleans you can drink anywhere. There's only like we went over this like five or six cities in the U.S. that you can. Yeah, we absolutely did. We did do that before. So. But um, that was that's a tidbit that I had going on here. I thought I'd mention. Also, uh, this week we'll just bust some. I'm gonna run out of stuff. This week, uh, Amazon announced their new Echo products, which I thought was cool. They have the Echo Dot, which is uh, basically just the microphone part of the Echo, which is cool. So then you can plug it into whatever speakers you want or just like have it not be really good sound and just you know give you answers or whatever. I pre-ordered one because they're like half the price. Wait. And then they have the Echo Push, which is the opposite. It's basically the nice speaker. But then you need to press the button to talk to it versus just say, uh, hey, Alexa. But I was also reading a thing. I didn't know that the Alexa voice command like, library is like an open API. And so you can make a Raspberry Pi version of the Amazon Echo that ties into the same voice service. Like It's just available for you know, development on, uh, I mean, on other platforms. So that was pretty cool. The only difference was, I guess, that if you make your own, then you have to press a button to do it, which, I mean, doesn't seem too bad, but I thought that was pretty cool. You could probably, like, come up with another, like, a separate Raspberry Pi project where you could make it voice activated so it's listening all the time to trigger the button. So it'd be a side button, a sub-project. Interesting. A sub-project. So could you, could you hear me right now? It's super uh, quiet. It's super quiet. Oh, it's really quiet. Okay. Oh, and now I hear myself too. Oh, and now you're I hear myself totally too. delayed. And you're you're totally delayed. All right. Like Let me super just, uh, delayed. Get rid of that. Then. Like super delayed. What did you do? What did you do? And I hear myself. Oh, I already said that too. So anyway, I'm not going to be able to get this to work. It's a shame, but he definitely talks about his penis, and he says indirectly. I say it's directly. You say it's indirectly. Because he, he, he says below the belt. Actually, let me see what exactly what he says. This is what exactly what he says. I have to say this. What? He hit my I'm reading it. I hit my hands. No one has hit my hands before. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? I'm, I'm trying to do this. And, and, and he said, if they're small, something else must be small. And then he says, I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. That's what he says. That's super not direct. So you don't think that's about his penis then? No, I didn't say it's not about his penis. I just said it's not direct. All right. I guess. I don't know. I don't you're you're too literal on your meaning. You're too literal when it comes to these things. I think that's one hundred percent I mean, literally the CNN It's pretty article, like obvious, but it's not direct. I guess. I mean, literally the CNN headline article is Donald Trump's defense size of his penis. Yeah, of course, because that's like that's a good headline. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, what was the other thing that was? Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Trump's hands, they were talking about on the John Oliver video, which I think that 
a lot of people have seen now where he like busts into uh Trump Trumpdoms and he starts the whole Trump thing because apparently that was Trump's original name that he changed, which is interesting. But uh I guess someone on another show like said that he had small hands and then he, they just kept sending pictures like this looks normal, right? Like to the person because he was way defensive. It was uh, it was effectively someone for a magazine. I forget. I think it was like spy magazine. Yeah. Like, back in the day wrote an article about him having tiny, like little hands. And he said like every couple months he would get a Sharpie with the picture and with the, uh, I'm sorry, a picture sent to him. With uh, circled with the gold sharpie that says something to the like, uh, like, are these small? Do these look small to you? Kind of thing. <laughs> so essentially, Trump like constantly like reminding him that he doesn't have small hands. Oh, speaking of the hand thing, did you did you see the second to most recent episode of um, It's Always Sunny, the one with the um, the McDoyles court case? I did see that episode. Yes, he had the fake hands. Oh because yeah, he, like because he, <laughs> he was like he felt really like conscious of it, so he was like my hands, and he was like totally in court, and his hand like flew off, and he was like, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. I think I think that D made a comment to him a long time ago that he had small hands. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> He's like totally different. That's I never put that together. I bet that's totally like a Trump thing. It's to- it must be a thing. I don't. Well, obviously this was before Trump, but it's interesting. Do people who have small hands get really like upset about having small hands? I don't know. I have I small it- hands. I don't mind. Do you? How small are they? Huh? How small are they? I don't know. I mean, how do you measure? What's a regular hand metric? The, you know the old joke was like, "Did you know you'll go get cancer if you put the oh yeah like this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the face." Boom. Well, look at my hand is is look if you could look my hand is bigger than my face. Is it? Look. Why don't you like not stretch out your fingers? Well, no. All right. What do you mean, like this? Yeah, that's not bigger than your face. It's not. No. I guess it's not. It's close <laughs> though. All the people listening are missing out. To I wish that. <laughs> if we could coordinate this and I could like fake have my hand like have you fake hand and like put it in your face, that would be great. <laughs> I think we did a couple of those cross video like gags. Oh, it was passing the beer. That's right. Yeah, it was passing the beer. It didn't really um, work. I did it wrong. <laughs> it it sort of worked. Um speaking of sort of working, did you watch the twenty fifth the, the Oscars last weekend? I did not. I think I watched like a thing about people on the red carpet or whatever. Chris uh, Rock was the host. Oh yeah, was it any yeah. good? He was pretty good. I think he, he the whole thing. I mean, it was all about race. The whole freaking show. Everything was. I about do like race. Chris Rock. Everything was about being black. Uh, you know, and you know how black people weren't represented. Um, it was. I mean, Wait, I were they though? I thought it was the other thing that they weren't. No, they. It was this one. They weren't. Oh. But it was like they kept cutting to like all of the black people in the crowd, <laughs> and like they were trying uh, to like. They know. definitely tried to make it uh, multicultural for sure. <laughs> um, it was all right. There was a big couple big surprises when it came to like some of the awards, like best supporting actor, best um, best picture was like a, pretty much out of nowhere. Um, Mad Max won, I think, six, five or six awards. So good. Um, but the the biggest thing of the night was Ali G. So Sasha Baron Cohen. Came oh, really? Out. Yeah. I saw a, a shot of him. 
So he came out as Ali G, but get, but guess what? That wasn't supposed to happen. According to the uh, according to this, well, uh, many people, Ali G went and asked Chris Rock for permission. Yeah. And so here, I'll read the story. This is off of theguardian.com. Sasha Baron Cohen has revealed his appearance as Ali G on Sunday's Oscar ceremony was in defiance of the Academy request for him not to appear in character. The Oscars sat me down before and it said they didn't want me to do anything out of the out of order. They wanted me to actually just present it as myself, Baron Cohen said in an interview with ITV's Good Morning British program. But luckily my wife put on the put on the LG beard in the disabled toilets and I managed to get away with it. Sasha Baron's wife, the actor Isla Fisher, added that they shut themselves in the bathroom for 40 minutes applying the goatee, fending off uh, inquiries by claiming he had food poisoning. Baron Cohen said that he had been concerned about the response to his appearance, but I bumped into Chris Rock on the way on and pitched him the gig, and he gave me the thumbs up, so I went for it. <laughs> Who's his wife? Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher, I guess. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm looking it up right now. But apparently, so you know he has a new movie coming out? I did not know that. And apparently... Oh, oh, you know, oh man, she's. I feel like. So, do you remember the the red the red headed girl in um, Wedding Crashers? Maybe. Just look up Isley Is Isla Fisher. She she was the like the red headed girl in Wedding Crashers. Um, I mean, I see a picture of her, but yeah. Anyway, so anyway, uh, apparently in the new Sasha Baron Cohen movie, though Trump is not in it. The tr- Trump does get mentioned in it, and they're, I guess they're maybe they worry or whatever, but apparently uh, the Trump character gets AIDS in the movie. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so... Um, so, uh, so uh, the, what was that? Oh, I did want to talk about the uh, Romney speech that happened this morning. Did you, did you listen to Mitt Romney speak this morning? No, I haven't really followed any of the election stuff. Well, so like, you know, Mitt Romney was the last Republican candidate for president in 2012. You remember him? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. Well, he was. And, um, and so he didn't run this year because there was a whole like, uh, you know, Jeb Bush sort of was supposed to be the, you know, the, 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 the shoe in. Yeah. The shoe in who, and he ended up leaving. So this morning, Romney, when I was like coming in, Romney had a speech in Salt Lake where yeah. he freaking took on Trump big time and um, effectively was just like criticizing him on everything. His like political stances, his business acumen. Um, and, and, and though he didn't, he didn't actually come out and say, I support this, this candidate other than Trump. Yeah. But what he was advocating for, which I think is pretty crazy, he was advocating for the people in Ohio to vote for Kasich, who's the Ohio governor, former Ohio governor. Yeah. And the people and the people in Florida vote for Rubio. And so effectively saying, like, everyone vote for everybody but Trump, and then you'll have a play a situation where they that Trump does not have enough delegates to actually have the majority. So when the convention comes, they could have yeah. a con- they could convention him out. They could effectively do a thing where there's there's no there's they don't have to pick Trump because he doesn't have the majority and they could pick someone else entirely even Romney who wasn't even in the whole process at all huh so um it was pretty interesting and I've I've never seen like such vitri- it was pretty I mean it was straight up like a, a hit job like came in just like totally took him on and it's and like it, not that hard to do though I mean everyone does but that's like Trump's thing is it doesn't really matter what he says or what you say about him like yeah 
But it's interesting because Romney's not a candidate, and and somehow Romney, the person who hasn't really said much since he lost the election, really that much, has all of a sudden just started taking on and has sort of become the de facto leader of the Republican Party. Really? Yeah. It's Wait, is he a senator or anything? He's nothing right now. He's just a private citizen. Huh. I didn't so know that. So it's kind of interesting to like to think about it that way. Like, and they said in history, never has like a former presidential candidate come out uh, and like the person who like Trump effectively could be the Republican presidential candidate, like you know for the yeah. for the next election. No one has ever come out who has effectively right now Trump is the favorite. No one's the previous person that has been the presidential candidate has never come out has never come out. And just totally trashed because usually what happens is the oh, they're like by this time someone would have like liked them. They start of aligning, you know what I'm saying? They start aligning because they they all fall. They usually is like okay, everyone fights it out, and then when some there's a clear winner, like which it looks like there is going to be, but there are paths to not doing this where he wouldn't get it, he wouldn't get the nomination. Um, they all sort of fall in line, but that's not kind of like what happened. It's I think it's kind of curious, and I'm I'm enjoying the the, the sideshow of this of this. I mean, uh, they might have to change their process because of this, because like he's doing the process, and by the process he gets selected, but then they don't really want him. Exactly. So uh, apparently, the rules of the convention itself are not even set yet. They get set a couple weeks before the actual convention, and because Trump is a pure outsider, he could be out like not part of the way that they do the rules. So how to select the can the actual you know outside? They of, change it each time. Yeah, they just they could just change it willy nilly. The rules committee. So That's it's weird. kind of yeah. I don't. This is like all new stuff. Like I don't know so much about it, but yeah. So effectively, right now, all of the people that are staying in the race, or all they're trying to do is get enough delegates in each of these races to hold Trump back from actually getting the majority. Huh. It, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. That is super interesting, but everyone's voting for him still. But he doesn't. He if it if it keeps going this way, he may not get the majority. Did he get like not as much this time? I mean, so he effectively, if if he wins Florida, which is Rubio's home state, it's a winner take all. All of the delegates would go to the whoever wins that state. Usually, what happens here is if a candidate does not win their own state, right? That means like you got to get out historically. Like so, if you're from whatever, whatever Washington State, and you're running for president, yeah. and you lose Washington State, which in this case it's kind of like a late state, so it doesn't matter. But let's let's pick like Vermont, where Bernie Sanders was. If he lost Ver- Vermont, that would be a pretty much a mandate that he's not he should not be running for president if he can't even get his his own people to vote for him. So if Rubio, yeah. which is a winner take all state, which was done because that's really a new thing. When I mean winner take all, like a lot of them are proportionate. So if you, let's say you win, I don't know, 30% of the vote and the other person wins like 20% of the vote, they like kind of divvy them up based on how many votes you get. And then there's like threshold rules. So like if you're under 20%, you don't get any delegates, kind of stuff like that. And then it's split among those candidates that uh, got above the threshold. In Florida, it's like is if, if you get like, you know, 1,000 votes and I get 1,001 votes, I get all the delegates. So that's why it's so important for Rubio to win in Florida, his home state, because it has a crap ton of delegates and you win them all. So that's why Rubio's still in it. And Kasich has Ohio, which is another big state with a lot of delegates. So he could win that. So the path to doing this stuff is like how you would, you would, um, 
sorry, you derailed me, Fresher, with your commenting. Right. Um, so anyway, so that that's the uh, that that's the situation when it comes to uh, delegates here. So by Romney coming in and saying everyone in Ohio vote for Kasich, anyone in Florida vote for Rubio, he was effectively saying, like, and I'm repeating myself here. Yeah, I know. I was just about to say, let's see, let's switch. Create, just yeah, just like create stalemate, and that's that's why that's effectively what all of the that's what all the Republicans are doing right now. That's what they're hoping for. Oh yeah. On um, wait. You say you went into the Oscars to this. I was going to also mention, unrelated to elections. Did you see the new Ghostbusters trailer? No. What? You did not watch the new Ghostbusters trailer? No. It looks it way better than I thought. Should I? I, I, I didn't. I didn't know it was all like regular actors. I thought it was all new people. It's, it is all new people. No, it's all no. I mean, regular actors. I mean, I thought it was all like no names. No, it's uh, what's her face? Um, what's her name? The, yeah, no, the... yeah, no. I saw the trailer. Uh, you didn't. I know. Well, now check it out. I, I didn't. I'm, ex- I... I'm excited about it now. I guess I didn't realize that the uh, that the the movie comes out this summer. I know, dude. It's soon. Is it? Is the trailer any good? It's crazy good. I'm raving about it right now. What are you talking about? I'm watching it. So okay, so are you I'm watching just, it now. You can't just um, if you're. Oh, but we can't throw it up because it doesn't work. Yeah, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of talk through it. Okay, thirty years ago, city landscape. <laughs> science. Gonna, this is a live. A live. This is a live. This is a live review of this summer, and it's like piano music is playing. And there's this sign with Ghostbusters with a red thing and a strike through. A new answer will call the call. And it's uh, that, that heavy set um, lady, and they're looking at uh, a ghost in the library. And she just sees vomit on the woman, which like, looks like ectoplasm. And she's saying it's hard to wash off ectoplasm. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not feeling this. I have to stop the review. So here's my question. You to know, you're not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. What? I I was excited about it. it. Looks cool. So here's the question: Are they the daughters of the real Ghostbusters? No, I don't think they're related to them at all. So they're just like taking up the mantle of the old Ghostbusters. Yeah. But they happen to have the same building where the Ghostbusters were originally. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not related to the Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, the whole thing is called Ghostbusters. No, related as in it's not a continuation of the same storyline. It's like they made like ten Spider Mans. It's not like they all happen like it's continuously in the same world. So you're saying this is a reboot, not a sequel? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's a reboot. It's a reboot, yeah. It's like totally different. I mean Then why did they say twenty years ago the Ghostbusters took the call? They say that in the first thing. I think it's just like yeah, it's a reboot. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll give it a fresh look when I'm not actually talking on air about it. But um, but uh, yeah, I'm not really I'm not really pumped about it. I'll be honest, I'm not pumped about it. I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, so we got a random comment on YouTube. I just commented like, back. Um, what is this question mark? Was that the was that the comment? That is the comment. Well, sir, what's the guy's name or person's name? I don't know. Nickelback <laughs> so no- fanboy four three eight seven. <laughs> is that really what it is? 
It is. Nickelback Fanboy 4387. I'll tell you what the show is. It's episode 92 of the Fresher and Portland show. And we talk about stuff that may or may not interest you. And you may or may not find funny. Much like the rousing live review of the new Ghostbusters trailer, which I didn't finish. So and the like, boring debates. <laughs> the boring <laughs> debates. Yeah. So, and birds. And <laughs> <laughs> so, bird law, man. Bird law. Bird law. Speaking of uh, law and jail, um, do you see you know, Jared Fogle, the uh, subway spokesperson that got like arrested for like child pornography? You know that I, guy? I mean, I saw that he was in stuff, but they didn't. I mean, I thought he was already in jail. I don't know why. No, that's he's like been in jail. Time. It's not. And that's not what. That's not the story here. Here's the story. He's been in jail for three months, but he's yeah. already gained thirty pounds. Whoa! What? <laughs> that is funny. Oh man, he's going to be huge again. He relapse. <laughs> he uh, can't get his subway sandwiches. He's off his diet. Wait, how do you gain? I mean, do they give you that much food? I don't know how, like, is jail... Can you get fat in jail? I mean, I don't... Well, I'm going to read yes. here, because Nothing, apparently, but... apparently uh, the, a prison insider who estimates Jared to have gained 30 pounds already... By the way, this is from InTouchWeekly.com, so you know it's for real. <laughs> Jared's, you breakfast, know it's for real. Jared's breakfast is usually frosted flakes with fruits or oatmeal with cake. He loves cake. He loves cake day in the dining hall twice a week, and he buys honey buns by the box, as well as other pastries. In the commissary- You can just buy stuff? Apparently they have a commissary. He says, in the commissary on his week that shopping day, adds the insider, he's been known to eat an entire box of eight in one sitting, exclamation point. <sighs> and then it says here, Jared is regularly taunted by those who have it out for him. One of the men called Jared a dirty child rapist and told him to get the F out and not come back. Where's he going to go? And I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like pretty much the only thing about it is that you can't leave if they have a commissary. <laughs> right. Oh, it's getting juicy now. The inmate slapped him across the cheek several times and made his face red. Jared just stood there stunned and ran out of the gym. Well, this sounds like a fifth grader story. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you're disgraced former subway pitchman then made a mistake of opening his mouth to defend himself. The inmate slapped him across the cheek several times and made his face red. Jared just stood there stunned and then ran out of the gym while other inmates booed and called him by his prison nickname. <laughs> I think it's the way that you read it too. I know. I'm You're reading it. Stunned and ran out of the gym. <laughs> he ran out of the gym while inmates booed and called him his prison nickname, Chomo, which is short for child molester. Chomo. Well as, Interesting. Get out of here, you Chomo. It's <laughs> a pretty good, like, mean thing to say. Um, so, uh, as well as other choice derogatory terms for a coward. He never ratted out the inmates who did it, though, because he was threatened that if he did, they would get him. Jared's bound to run into more trouble soon, period. When you're in custody, <laughs> yeah, there's the first period. Yeah, well, I just want to... You're going to start really reading punctuation? Period. Period. New paragraph. Hyperlink related. Get the latest on Nick Carter's legal woes. <laughs> Hyperlink. I like that. <laughs> when you're in custody, there are two kinds of people who are hated more than anything else. Informants, you know, rats, and child molesters. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, Jared putting on the pounds. I don't know. I wonder if it's more so that, you know, he's just get, he needs to put on some uh, 
some uh, some uh, mass. What, what was it? Probably doesn't that? care. Remember in uh, in it's always sunny in Philadelphia when once his face kept getting fat and he kept saying, "Oh yeah, back back gets fat." Yeah, he said, I, I keep, I'm putting on masks or whatever. I wonder if that's what Jared's doing. He needs to put on masks. He needs a mask. That, was, so he that can... mask was pretty good. It was cool he tried to get everyone to do it and they didn't want to. And then he just did it. <laughs> I, I actually read a story about him as, you know, the creator of – he's the creator of Force Behind It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I know. I didn't even know that until recently. And I read the story about how he, um, like, faked his way into Fordham University just, like – got a fake ID and just started sitting in on classes. And, uh, and the only reason why he got they and Oh, he was living in the dorms and he was, he was living in the dorms too. He, he was living in the dorms and he was eating at the, at the, um, in the cafeterias because he found someone who didn't really use their food. Yeah. Plant. So he's taking classes, living in the dorms, getting free food. And, uh, the only reason why he got found out is because he tried out for a play. He got the part Okay, and the and the person who didn't get the part ratted him out, and he got thrown out. <laughs> so that's, that's that was, okay. I mean, you could totally just like crash classes. Yeah, I know. Well, he had the ID because you know you can't really crash classes if you know in some schools, especially in New York, because you need the ID to get scanned into the to the um. You know what I'm saying? You have to scan your ID to get in the building. Yeah. So he somehow managed to get a fake ID. I don't know how he did that. Probably just got someone else's ID and then put his face on it. I mean, it was probably like the mid nineties. So the security wasn't as strict, but um, know, security nowadays, man, you know, but you can totally just go to other classes for sure. But only if you could get into the building. And what I'm saying, that's the hardest part. I mean, at, at UW, you could just go to classes. The buildings are not locked. So it, so in my, my university of Washington, we had to, we had to show our IDs, just like show them, which is probably as easy. Only at tests and stuff. No, not to get into the class, to get into the building. Wait, oh, were... oh, is it one? I guess it's because it's an open campus. There's no building. Right, exactly. So we had so to like... like... I mean, I, I bet most schools, if they're not like in a city, you could just go into. And also my dorm. So for my dorm, my, yeah. my junior and senior year, I had a hand scanner to get into my building. Yeah, the hand scanner? That's kind of yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a hand scanner. You had to put your hand on this thing, and it would go boop, boop, and then you could walk <laughs> through. The turnstile would open. Yeah, it's pretty crazy at the time. That is crazy. So we got some same guy comments. It says, talk about Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. That's a good story. Shia LaBeouf. He locked himself in an elevator for 24 hours. Really? Yeah. Like it was recently? Like a- I haven't heard anything since he did the movie the um, thing where he just watched all of his movies back to back and had a live stream of it. No, for sure. He uh, it just happened uh, maybe last week. I want to say. Yeah. Let me, let me. Yeah. So he it was in an elevator. It was last. It was February twentieth, I think. So it says here, actor Shia LaBeouf, mercurial actor known equally well for his box office and bizarre performance art. Uh, took up 24-hour residence on Friday in a tiny makeshift performance space at one of the most prestigious universities. He said he would chat with any visitor willing to brave the long lines and cramped quarters. The university, Oxford. The space, an elevator. The student student unit invited Mrs. LaBeouf to give a talk on Saturday on the University of England and the performance piece, branded with the hashtag, hashtag elevate. 
And Brian like said uh, the hashtag, but but also said hashtag hashtag. Right. Well, it says the hashtag, and then I'm reading. And hashtag then I have to read the hashtag. I know. <laughs> I, clearly, the New York Times is not is not prepared to. Uh, like have people read their their stories out loud. Anyways, broadcast live on YouTube. And uh, anyway, he did the talk. So similar to our show right now. I know. Here's what's interesting about Shia LaBeouf. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I was I was not in. I was not in. I was not in on it at all. In it the is beginning. crazy, but in a good way. It, it's it's becoming to me to the point where do you remember back when he was like uh, he was like going crazy on Twitter and he was like skywriting people's names and stuff. That was like the start, and I didn't think that was good. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's got he's got batshit crazy or whatever." That was the start of it. But now I feel like he's he's taken to a level where it's actually almost sort of serious, but yet entertaining. And that's I mean, why I, I feel like that's it. definitely what he does everything seriously. It's just like to the extreme and weird stuff. Well, I, I I'm I'm this is my point though. The initially it just came off as crazy. I think he's honed his his uh, his whatever artistic kind of like performance art to a, a space where I can, I'm like, I'm digging it. Like, I enjoy the things he's doing now. Yeah, that is cool. I see a story of... here, too, something about that he's trying to get money from his uncle in court. Ooh, what for? Did his uncle steal money from him? Uh, I don't know. Some sort of, I mean, yeah. I didn't really have a follow-up for that. It was another, I, apparently that's the most recent news, you know, if we're just talking about it. Oh, interesting. Did you know that uh, that his favorite movies are... Actually, could you take a guess? He, he has three favorite movies listed in this article. Could you take a guess at one of them? I'll give you a hint. One Ghostbusters. Is an, no. One is an animated Disney movie from the 90s. Actually, it might be late 80s. Aladdin. Close. The Little Mermaid. Two, a uh, Bill Murray comedy that happens in the month of February. Uh Oh, it was... Yeah. That's a great movie. Groundhog Day. Yeah. And the last one is, <laughs> is, is a movie. movie with Robert De Niro um, where he's a professional boxer. You may not know this one. I do not know that one. I don't Raging, know any boxing movies. Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Oh, so. I've heard of that. Um, he also talked about... He also, some, some boofdoms right here. Boofdoms <laughs> go down. La Bouf. You know what's funny? La Bouf sounds like a French fart. Like if you're I, know, that, I don't even think I can say it right. I just say it wrong. Matter of fact, you know what? Now, whenever I fart in an elevator, I'm going to call it a labouf. Oh, uh, like you just, you guys just whisper it. It's like, labouf. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's that guy. Oh man. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thanks for that topic. I totally forgot to mention that. I love that guy. Oh, speaking of, um, uh, not really speaking, but the the new you know DC universe, the movies Superman versus Batman and Dominic. Oh yeah, this is. I think the whole Superman versus Batman thing is dumb. Is it Superman versus Batman or is it Superman v Batman? It's actually Superman v Batman. V. Yeah, it's Superman v. What's Batman. why is it different? Well, it's not VS, period. It's Superman. But, like, why? I mean, why would they do that? What does that mean? I have, does it mean something different? It means versus, right? It definitely means versus, but it's. I feel like it's a peculiar choice to do versus. Why didn't they do VS? What's the deal with that? That is, that's a strange choice. Um, 
Anyway, they laid out their, uh, they had a huge uh, article in the Entert- Entertainment Weekly. I believe it was this last week. It's interesting. They don't have their, oh yeah, March 3rd, actually. That's today. March 3rd came out today. Um, where they lay out their plans for the the DC film universe. Yeah. And uh, so apparently there's multi there's a multiverse. DC exists in what's called the multiverse. It's hit TV shows such as Supergirl, Gotham, Arrow, and The Flash are entirely separate from the movies, though some allow for crossover with one another. Okay? Which is stupid. That's stupid. That is um, dumb. I mean, it's just basically that doesn't... That's not a stance. That's just like anything you want it to be. That's like saying, oh, we're just going to do stuff. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's exactly. like the same thing. <laughs> I know. It's, it's pretty, it is pretty dumb. But you know what? I feel like that happens all the time in comic books where you have like five Spider-Mans and like three Daredevils or whatever. So um, Suicide Squad comes out this year, obviously. But first it's... it's, um, it's, it's who's in Suicide Squad? Uh, Will Smith. No, Jared. no, I mean like characters. Oh, uh, the uh, that's a great question. I don't know all of them, but I know the Joker's in it. Uh, Deadshot is in it. There's a bunch. Of, it's a bunch of like bad guys. Oh I, yeah, oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's the one about where they hire the bad guys to do stuff so they can have deniability. I think so. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that did, that did look really cool. I think I saw a preview for that. Which, by the way, there's a separate, I think, Suicide Squad in the other TV shows. So anyway, um, well, it doesn't matter. It's the multiverse. So they've so it's going to be Superman v. v Batman, then Suicide Squad this year. Next year, it's going to be Wonder Woman and Justice League Part 1. And then in 2018, The Flash and Aquaman. Guess who's playing Aquaman, by the way? Uh, was it Will Smith? <laughs> no, he's playing. I think Deadshot. I think. Uh, no, oh. it's. I'll give you a hint. He played a character that is no longer on Game of Thrones. Um, I don't know. <coughs> I don't Jason? think I know. I don't remember any of the Game of Thrones character names. Okay, so do you remember the the the? Do you know Khaleesi? Yeah. You know the the guy she married to become the Khaleesi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, Jason Momoa. Dra- is a Drago, right? Drago yeah. or whatever? Drago or what? I forget. I forget his name. Oh, uh, man. Also. I totally knew the name. I'm surprised. Yeah. It, it might not be that. I think now you're confusing me. But yeah, that guy is playing it. So then 2018, you're going to get The Flash, Aquaman, and Shaz- and then in 2019, you're going to get Shazam and Justice League Part 2. And then in 2020, you're going to get Cyborg and Green Lantern Corp. So they laid out their whole plan. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11, including the undated Ben Affleck-directed Batman. Damn, that's a lot of movies. Do you think they'll actually do them all? I don't know. I, I mean, it came, it's, it's, I mean they laid it all out, but I have no idea if, that's, if they're going to do it. I, firstly, I think the, D, the DC universe is, is kind of, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of DC, but whatever. I, 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 I never really liked Superman. I only liked Batman. Yeah, Pretty Batman's much. cool, but yeah, Superman's dumb. <laughs> I'm glad we could agree on that. Not a lot of people would actually agree on Superman. Really, dumb, I thought but... like nobody likes Superman. He seems lame. I, but they they always go to him as like a movie. Like, oh, oh, let's go to make a super movie. Let's watch let's watch Superman. Let's make Superman. I feel like they make so many Supermans. I guess it's because it went all the way right away. It's like a guy who could basically do everything. I know. Well, I mean, it was. And the they first... just like have dumb like weaknesses. 
Like, it's like all of the things are like he could clearly win anything. It's just like different levels of how much he tries, basically. Well, not, not if he went to a planet that did not have a yellow sun. Yeah, but it's on Earth. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, like, yeah, that's the, like, I don't know, that's dumb. Um, it would be more interesting if if it was the inverse and everyone was a superhero and then they sent a, pl- a person to the planet who was super weak. Yeah. He was like the only weak person and he was always sick. <laughs> That's like the, I like that movie. The, um, Mr. Glass. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Mr. Glass, isn't it? Unbreakable. Yeah. Hey, uh, Fresher, did you know we're part of a larger network of podcasts and shows? Oh my gosh, I didn't even know. Well, we Wait, are. I, know, I heard about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's actually called the Soon to Be Named Network, and it's featuring such award winning podcasts as Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark. Longbox Heroes is about comic books and features Leonard and Todd as they talk about, you know, their weekly comic book pulls and things on TV, such as The Flash and. Uh, I call. I've been joking. I keep calling it Joe, uh, calling Leonard, and saying, "Hey, are you watching League of Legends?" Which is not what it's called. It's it's the Legends of Tomorrow, that new uh, CW show where they superheroes go back in time and try to stop this guy from doing bad things. Um, anyway, yeah. And then there's After Dark, which is kind of like a more off-topic, what's on your mind kind of deal. There's also Puzzle Warriors Three, uh, which, by the way, Puzzle Warriors Three op- started a um, a uh, what's that where you you Patreon. Which we've been should have been doing. Oh, you mean the not the game because the game's already making bank. No, no, I mean the 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 Puzzle Warriors Three, which is about Marvel Puzzle Quest the game. They started their own page to get donations per episode. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, we have a Prodigal Sons podcast uh, where they talk a little bit more blue stuff. Apparently, I took it too far last week, so I'll keep it uh, I'll keep it clean this week. And then uh, last but not least, uh, there's the. Uh, Oh my goodness. Oh, Podvocacy with Jason and David. So check that out. They talk about, you know, pop culture, hit shows, things of that nature. I haven't listened in a while, but uh, when I did listen, I enjoyed it very much. So check those all out. They're all very good. Uh, There's two other in the hopper, two other shows in the hopper. Oh my gosh. uh, That will become the only sole YouTube show though. That is true. We are the only sole YouTube show, regardless whether Leonard chooses to believe it or not. We are YouTube first. And everything else second. So, yeah. uh, so that's the, that's. Well, check that out at uh, soon-to-be-named-network.com and check out our site at freshmanparlance.com. Literally, just go to your browser right now. Anyways. Chrome, Chrome. Go open your Chrome. Where's Let's talk Chrome. to Alexa. Say, uh, "Hey Alexa, play Fresher and Parlance." You It'll can work. Play. It will work on uh, what's that website? That's called uh, whatever it's called. Stitcher? Anyway, Stitcher. Yeah, it's on Stitcher. It's on that other one too. I can't remember the name. It's everywhere. Literally, open up your Chrome browser. Get in there right now. You could do this at home. Play along. Go in there. Type in Fresher. That's F-R-E-S-H-E-R and Parlance. I can't word like word spell like that. That's hard. Yeah, just put that in there and then boom, it will take you to all of our stuff. Just click on one of those, touch it, and boom, you will be there. Just do it. That's all. That's all I'm asking you. Do it. And now it is time for... Review Roulette. Review Roulette. Yes, yeah, so Review Roulette is where we randomly select the title in the Netflix catalog and review it the following week. But it's not so much of a review, right, Fresher? 
No, it's more of a play-by-play of how the movie goes. Hashtag spoiler alert. Hashtag spoiler alert. Hashtag, hashtag spoiler alert. True, true. We do give it a number rating at the end, so it is technically a rating. And last week's selection was a 2001 Jackie Chan helmed film, Accidental Spy. Accidental Spy. So I did watch this yesterday, but I watched it when I came home kind of late from Trivia Night, and uh, I had had a couple drinks, so I going over it while parlance was watching talking about it i kind of don't remember a lot of the parts <laughs> i realize now i but technically i did watch it and i took notes so i, I did you know i you have took, some notes you took drunken notes and i did. i actually fell asleep while watching it but i woke up and watched it piecemeal over the the rest of the day today i just finished it up prior to what getting on the air here and like literally like minutes before we started. That's why he was like talking about all the stuff and like, oh, I don't remember that part. <laughs> so I'm, first I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little history here. I have and always will be a massive Jackie Chan fan. Okay. And there was a certain quality to Jackie Chan films in the 90s that um, – really kind of hit on my sensibilities as what I found enjoyable um, in theater, theater going experience. So like I'm talking and if I could look at the Jackie Chan, uh, you know, catalog, but I'm thinking specifically around rumble in the Bronx era and then rush hour. Do you remember rush hour? Yeah. Rush hour was super good. But that was the like American Jackie Chan, but there was a whole bunch of movies that he did in Asia at the time that they kind of like, they were like dubbed poorly. And it was interesting because this film uh, was made in 2001 and had a lot of feeling, like a lot of the same kind of like cheese that I would have loved in Jackie Chan stories, like from the past. But for whatever reason, in this case, it didn't seem to work as well for me. Now, maybe have I... Have I grown out of this? I don't. Have, did I did I grow too old to stop appreciating Jackie Chan movies? I don't know. I mean, I thought like similarly. I mean, I love Jackie Chan too. He's super cool. It's cool that he has like a whole merch, like the Jackie Chan restaurants and stuff in Hong Kong and everything. But um, yeah, like I thought it was like the story it, when he was like from the. I guess it seemed really nineties-y, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't that amusing. I mean, the story. But the stuff that he did was cool. But the story I like did, was, did not hold me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No, I'm not it. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm talking. So when I talk to Jackie Chan, I'm talking police story, police story two, police story three, uh, uh, super cop. I didn't even know they made a super cop two. Now I kind of want to watch super cop two. I, did I know that they made that rumble in the Bronx? Mr. Nice Guy. So Mr. Nice Guy, I feel like, was the first, maybe the first one that that was, like, sort of, like, maybe kind of going down. But then he did Rush Hour, and that, like, brought it all back. Here's what I love about Jackie Chan. One, when you watch him on the screen, it's hard not to like him. Yeah, no, he's just a cool guy. And then, two, he does his own stunts. I know. He's super badass. He's just badass. So let's get into this movie. That's enough about Jackie Chan. This movie was not so badass, but it had moments that were really good. Yeah. Um, so, so the, 
Go ahead. I mean, all I have is my notes, really, but uh, he put on the necklace, man. So here's the general plot, and I don't think we need to spend too much talking about the plot because I do think we should just kind of like, since we don't really remember the movie or you don't remember the movie that well, the plot is kind of silly and it doesn't make any sense, really. Um, he gets, he is just a normal fitness salesman who, um, who happens to stop a bank robbery, gets some celebrity out of that, and then someone comes to him and says, hey, I know a guy who's looking to meet you. And then he ends up having to fly to Korea to meet his, because he was an orphan, to meet his supposed father, who happened to be some sort of like drug smuggler. So he ends up going to Turkey, which ends up finding money, and then finds out that he's part of this heroin ring. And in the meantime, he meets a reporter who's doing a report on his pseudo father. And then at the second time, he meets a heroin addicted damsel in distress um and meanwhile he's trying to like figure out doesn't one of the chicks dies that's the heroin addict dies she dies oh yeah and then they blame him well no they don't blame him so much as like he said he gave them the heroin to save her and then then she ends up getting shot by them and then he vows to avenge them he does avenge them and ultimately uh, there's a massive car chase at the end. He he saved. He jumps off a, bri- a building, by the way, which is a bridge, which is crazy, and then um, lands. And the guy who was like the person who was like a gambling debt crazy guy comes yeah. and tries to res- rescues him in a helicopter. And then black fade to black. He wakes up, and then the guy is now in a doctor's uh, suit while Jackie's all kind of uh, you know injured from jumping off a bridge. Um, and uh, he says, oh, by the way, uh, you fit into our plan really nicely. That girl, that reporter, she worked for me. Um, I work for the Americans, and we have a job for you. Oh, the yeah. End. that's the, the, Yeah, my thing was, like, what? Everyone's lying at the end? Like, was my... Yeah, I remember that happening. Also, this dumb, it was, like, American money, I thought. Well, I mean, this was 2001, so I'm assuming it was pretty much probably, like, the I believe American dollars is the the like drug dealer's currency of choice. Yeah, but um, that dress that he made out of the sheet, and the, the after the naked fight scene, that was super cool. So that make so it was interesting because the naked. So I two things I thought were great. There was a scene was where that scene where you're talking about where he was he was at a uh, bathhouse I guess in Turkey, and then these bad guys henchmen came to stop him. So he was naked. And or he had a towel around and it gets ripped off. And so there's a scene where he's literally fighting, but covering up his, you know, his, you know what, his penis the whole time. And oh, that's direct right there. That's direct. Right, that is direct. So he's like <laughs> constantly covering it up, but fighting and stuff. And I thought the choreography plus the camera work was amazing because every time, um, like it would show, the camera just tilted just a little bit so you wouldn't see it. It was just, it was so good. It was so good. And I will say another thing that's great about this movie, the continuity. So what I mean, the continuity is like, how does that, how does that, the continuity is this, is that, so like if Jackie Chan is about to hit a stop sign and which he does, there's a great car chase where he's about to hit the stop sign. He does hit the stop sign. The next shot, which like, if you see him get hit the stop sign and shoot back, 
when he's shooting back into the car because he gets banged off the stop sign or if he's hanging on the wall with the briefcase or whatever, the next scene from a different angle, which was clearly probably taken on another take, yeah, right, matches perfectly where the stop sign would have been or where the wall would have been and all the stunts that would have happened. So it actually looks real. Like the things that have happened, because there's a lot That's of times- I didn't even notice that. I, the whole movie, the whole movie, the continuity was great. Like you see him do something ridiculously amazing. And then the next angle of that amazing thing was perfectly like set, it, it, it like set perfectly so that it didn't look out of place. It looks like he had just done that amazing thing. And it yeah, did that's it awesome. The, it did it through the whole movie, and I was pretty. It was pretty wonderful to to kind of like see that because you know I always hate that like you see someone like dodge a car right in the in the show. Yeah, and then it's like there's no traffic or whatever. Or something. Yeah, and then they cut up like a show, like a screen. It's like from a different angle. There's like no car there or whatever. Everything that was in the shot had purpose. It was really good. It was it was that really, really good. I didn't yeah. even really usually notice that in other movies. It's probably why they do it because like nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's, like, blatantly obvious sometimes where, like, for instance, if um, in one scene, like, so they're doing, like, um, we're having a conversation, right? And so there's a camera behind me, and it's filming you, and then the next the next take, there'll be a camera over there filming me yeah. having a conversation. In the shot where, like, it, like the, the glass will be, like, half full in one oh, shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it'll keep, and they'll do multiple takes, and then the glass will keep going bigger, smaller, bigger, smaller from, like, the drinking. Yeah. That shit drives me nuts. When they don't get that right, I hate it. It's like totally takes me out of the movie. That's crazy. Um, I, I have to look for it more. That seems like something that I would like uh, noticing, but I've never really noticed that stuff. So there are deliberate things like framing, for instance. So Albert Hitchcock, there's a classic example of Albert Hitchcock where, yeah. he, where he would frame things specifically to make it look more like ominous or deliberate. Yeah. Um, where he would like, let's say there was a, a backing of a of a bedpost where it would look like wings of an angel or something like that, right? So he would shoot them direct on, and it would be purposefully like a wings of an angel type thing. But then when it's shot from another angle, it wouldn't look that way because he would they would slightly cant it. But they, there was purpose to that. It was deliberate. In, in most cases, continuity errors, which I which are a, 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 what I'm talking about here, are done because they don't have the right shot or they weren't thinking about it, and they don't have a way to cover it up. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I mean, I can see that happening a lot. I mean, it's a lot of stuff to track. It, there is a person, there's supposed to be a person on the set that's specifically there to deal with that. What's, the, what's their title? Uh, I believe it's like continuity expert or continuity manager. Or I want to be a continuity expert. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. Script. But um, script. other notes. Uh... Oh, wait, I had something I was going to mention. Oh, yeah, where's that tourist water cave area? Where was that? I don't remember that scene. I, they were, like, at some tourist place. And I wanted, like, you don't remember that? It's in no, the middle of the movie. Yeah, it was probably in Turkey. Looked awesome. I was pretty pumped for that. Uh, so just so you know, the, the script supervisor is also called the continuity supervisor. Oh, I like continuity supervisor. It's a good title. But uh, what other? I mean, I don't. I guess I don't have too much more to say oh, about the movie. Oh, the, so I l- watched it. Actually, I was watching it with subtitles for the first half, just because, um, like, my friends I was watching it with wanted to use subtitles, just like so they could hear it better. But um, I liked it without subtitles because it was like. 
not as easy to understand, but it didn't matter as much. But I liked missing stuff more than having like literal stuff. I don't know because I don't even think the words were very important. Um. So it, they may not still do this, but back in that time period and historically in Hong Kong cinema, because you know Jackie Chan comes out of the Hong Kong cinema environment. Yeah. Uh, dubbing is actually a normal process, an overdub of sound. They don't record sound, and then they just go in afterwards and just put in the sound. Yeah. But so, but the thing is, is that when you watch an action, like if you were watching it in Cantonese, because I'm pretty sure these movies are in Cantonese. Yeah. Um, the the actual when they do the overdub, the the voice, the, the kind of dialogue or whatever, um, will match the voices. But then they do a an English translation. And uh, then you, they don't match the lips, obviously. Yeah. And I think there's a bunch of famous, like, Chinese actors who just did every voice. You know what I'm saying? The actors were never, yeah. they never used their voice. They, uh, but it seemed like so, a lot of them were speaking English, though. So, uh, no, it, 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 it looks like it, but it's not. It's not. Even they, the white people? The white people were, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. So I thought, should we should we rate it? Okay, so I just want to say the other crazy scene is when he's running at the very end of the scene where he um, is going down out of the street in Turkey, and he goes to the roof, and he gets three umbrellas, and literally jumps off the bru- uh, the bridge. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty. That was pretty sick. I that was that. pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and then the last, the last spectacular jump off the bridge, um, where he's hanging uh, and off the like netting and swings all the way down was pretty yeah. cool. And uh, the the uh, and I totally forgot about this. I love Jackie Chan movies, also because they have the best bloopers at the end of the. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't watch the bloopers. The bloopers are the best when he like you know injures himself and stuff. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Like, I remember specifically some on the Jackie Chan movie they had the ladder bloopers, some other totally unrelated one where they were doing ladder stunts in a oh, fight. Oh, yeah, and he would get hit in the. I think he got hit in the groin or whatever, right? Yeah, it was just it was pretty funny. So here's I'm ready for the review, and I'm going to first start off with a review that is a number review that is not anything related to this movie specifically, but I am giving Jackie Chan a ten. Just yeah, Jackie in Chan general, is cool. Jackie Chan gets a ten. This movie gets a four and a half. Oh, four and a half. Yeah. That's lower than I thought you were going to go. I gave it a five. It was, it I was that I would, I would rewatch it. I mean, it, I don't think it was like that good, but like, I mean, it wasn't horrible for like a Kung Fu movie. I mean, like, it's just like that. I kind of thought I was thinking more like you were explaining at the beginning where it was going to be like, uh, U.S. Jackie Chan movie, you know what I mean? Like, right. that's like more, like that's like has a story and it's more like movie. This was just like a regular kung fu movie, you know? It was definitely a kung fu movie, and the only reason why I'm giving this a four and a half because I it really should be. I would probably watch this again, um, but the, the reason why I'm giving it a four and a half is because the plot was really, really light, really light. Yeah, um, yeah, it totally was. And it didn't really make sense, and I couldn't tell if it was because I was watching it in spurts. But normally when I watch in spurts, I could still understand what was going on. I had no idea at points in this movie what was going on. 
Like, I was like, what? Like, why is she, like, when did she become a heroin addict? Like, it didn't make any sense. There were things that was just like, what? Like, do I have to go back and watch this? I'm not going back. So. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but, uh, so that's a 4.75 total. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, but... Jackie Chan. But, um, so, uh, by the way, Legend of the Drunken Master. That's a great Yeah, that, that's that one I was thinking of. That is way good. So uh, we, I'm on the site. We're going to pick it on uh, we use instawatcher.com to pick our random movies. And uh, so I have movies selected. Hold on a second. I got to get there. I, yeah. I should have this bookmarked. You know what I'm saying? I just use the link from the document. So I, but, was, um, I was thinking we should create a fresher in parlance. I know. I'd, so that'll be my next thing. I can probably use the InstaWatcher feed and make a uh, random movie generator similar to this. So what did you hit? So, you, hit you hit all titles? Yeah, so th- that's what I was going to ask. Like All titles. All titles, and I have movies selected. What else? Um, how about... Both certified fresh and fresh. Those are that like limits it to only five hundred though. Okay, so but what else? It, but I only have four. Th- so wait, that's crazy that Netflix only has four thousand six hundred movies in its catalog. I would think they've had more than that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think we should pick a genre. Okay, so uh, do you want to do what? Cult movies? No. Uh, no. Sci-fi fantasy again. Okay, yeah, sci-fi fantasy. I don't think we did that in a while. So I'm going to... I got sci-fi fan... Oh, that's only 217 movies. 71. Should we do it? Sure. All right. I'm clicking it. Uh, It doesn't look that good. What did you get? I got World of Tomorrow. Not rated. 16 minutes? That's not a movie. <laughs> a little girl answers a video phone and begins an extraordinary journey of memory and discovery guided by her own... Clone, 227 years in the future. What? Now that sounds kind of cool. 16 minutes, though. Hmm. 16 minutes? That's not a movie. Yeah, that's true. You got to do another one. Sorry. How about you? I got The Sorcerer and the White Snake. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It's another Asian movie. It's... um. After herbalist Zhu Zhan weds a, I'm probably saying that wrong, Zhu Zian weds a woman who saved him from drowning, he discovers that she's an incarnation of the 1,000 year old Madam White Snake. Hmm. I think we're going to have to go with that one because I got Elephant's Dream 4 Hour, which is 196 minutes. And it's called uh, Friends, Prug, and Emo live in a capricious, seemingly infinite machine with a sinister purpose in their experimental computer... In this experimental computer animated short, 2006. Wait, it's an animated short, yet it's how many minutes? 196 minutes. That can't be. That's not an animated short. What's it called? Computer animated short. It's called Elephant's Dream 4 Hour. Oh, that's... Huh. Hmm. I think we should go with yours. Well, first, it says here that it's 
Uh, okay, we'll go with mine then. I think you should pick another one because this is a short. It's 196 minutes. I'm I'm already looking right now. It's nine minutes. I, oh. I see the runtime right here. Nine All right. Minutes. Oh, oh, this one's good. I, I did pick another one. Corpse Bride. What's that? It looks like a continuation of uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Just as he's about to be married, Victor is sucked into an underworld by a corpse bride who desires him for herself in this Tim Burton tale. Yeah, Tim Burton movie. Okay. Uh, I'll do the corpse bride. I've never seen it. Okay. Yeah, that sounds... The Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. 77 minutes, 3.7. PG, Super HD. PG, PG. PG, PG. Okay, The Corpse Bride. 2005, Johnny Depp is in it. Okay. Really? I mean, it's animated, though. Uh, so uh, that about does it. Uh, do you have anything else you have before we uh, close out here? I think that is good. Okay, so uh, this is Parlance saying sayonara, muchachos. And this is Fresher saying... Later, taters. And thank you, Nickelback48375. We'll see you next week.